listening to Get Well with Kel, an avenue for women to connect on life's challenges and encourage one another. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. It's Kel. So happy that you're here. Today's topic is not an easy one to discuss. It's postpartum depression, guys. I'm going to be vulnerable. I'm going to be real with you. I'm going to tell you exactly what I went through, what I'm going through. Listen, the whole purpose of this podcast is for us to all get better together. There's areas where some people are stronger in versus others. And this is an area where I'm not that strong. I'm pretty weak, but thankfully I have a great community. I have a great um, team of medical experts that are helping me along my progression with postpartum depression. There might be some male listeners out there and hello, welcome. (laughs) And the whole purpose of this today is to really talk about the fact that we need to normalize women struggling with postpartum depression. It looks different for a lot of people and the way it emerges might be different for a lot of people. For those that don't know what the experience is like of having postpartum depression, Let me illustrate. You are gifted with the news of becoming a soon-to-be mama, right? Your test came back positive. You have these hormones that are raging inside of you, and you literally feel like you're the most beautiful woman on planet Earth. Nobody can tell you nothing. Okay, who is Beyonce compared to you, right? You feel beautiful. Your belly's growing. Yeah, there's a few stretch marks here and there. Hey, those are battle scars. All good. So then... You are given with the challenge of birthing a child. It could be via C-section. It could be vaginal. It doesn't matter. You gave birth. And now that human being that was moving around inside of you is now out. And you're looking at that being and you're thinking to yourself, whoa, it's one thing when you're in, another thing when you're out. (laughs) You're just thinking to yourself, how am I going to manage? And... There's, you know, people around you that'll support you. Of course, mine was the folks out at the hospital. My nurses were exceptional. The team that helped me through my labor, phenomenal. The team was great. You have this kid. It's one thing when you're at the hospital, the nurse is coming in every uh, hour to give you your Motrin and your Tylenol on the dot, you know, helping you. I'm gonna get graphic, okay? For the ones that have the baby vaginally, it's hurting. It's hurting. You want those ice packs pronto. You want to be able to take a shower and to feel a little bit more like a human. Once you bring the baby home, you realize that guess what? For the ones that do it on their own, you might have to do everything by yourself. Graciously been given my husband, who is phenomenal. You have someone to help you out. That person is not going to be the one waking up to feed your child sometimes because as a newborn, they're on you all the time. They are hungry. My son wanted to feed every hour on the dot. And sometimes he would stay on the boob for 20 minutes. Okay. And it's difficult for you as a mother to navigate through this because you're learning. It's your first time. Or it might be your second time, but you're still struggling. It doesn't matter how many kids you have. That first few months, it's hard because you're adapting. You might have gone from zero to one or one to two or two to three, and you're figuring life out. 
right? You're figuring it out with your spouse. You're figuring it out sometimes by yourself. And it's a lot. It's very demanding, very demanding. And your house might look a mess and it eats at you because you're like, oh my God, my house is a mess. Who's who's going to do this? How am I going to get this done? Or sometimes there's so much laundry that you have to do and you might not be able to bend down to get it. So then someone else has to get it, but then they're folding your laundry the way that you don't like it. Or sometimes you're trying to cook food and you know the food just isn't coming out well and the baby's crying and then you have to stop whatever you're doing to go attend to the child. It's a lot. Being a mom is not easy. It's quite difficult. It's the best job in the world, but it's also the hardest job. And I'm sure for the men, there's difficult phases for you guys as well. And this is one of the phases that's very difficult for women is adapting and getting used to the fact that guess what? They now have to take care of another being. But like I said, you bring the child home, you're learning to adapt, and then you start to notice that those hormones that made you feel like Yonce, (laughs) they're not there anymore. They're gone. And you're looking at yourself in the mirror and you're like, oh, what happened to you? Who are you? Or you just don't feel like you want to be around people. Or you might look at your child that's just coming to you to feed all the time and you're saying to yourself, God, am I just a cow? Am I only meant to just feed this kid? Like, I have no connection with them. They don't smile at me. My son was very serious. He would not smile. It would take a lot. Nowadays, I realize that it might have had something to do with his autism and not necessarily um, me being a bad mom, but it was still difficult, right? For some women, there could be tragedies that happen during the time after you give birth. For me, it was the loss of my father. For the listeners that know me, know how close I was to him and how difficult it was for me. Um, He had been in hospice for a certain amount of time, I had brought him to meet my son and literally a week after he met my son, he passed away. I didn't know how to deal with that. I didn't know how to deal with being a mom. I didn't know how to deal with being having a loss. And then fast forward two and a half years later, I have my daughter. This time around, I have an idea. <laughs> I know what diapers to and to not buy. I know what wipes I want, what wipes I don't want. I know how to put a baby down. And gratefully, my daughter slept. So I didn't have an issue that I had with Hafa, where he didn't sleep, where he was up every hour. Mia actually slept. But my hormones this time around, I felt like I wasn't myself. I felt like I wasn't pretty. I felt like anytime I would talk to my spouse, he wouldn't understand me. And he's so patient. If you know Lucas, you know he's patient. And he would deal with it. And he'd be like, Amo, you're not listening. I'm trying to say this, but you're hearing that, you know? It got to the point where I was just like, I can't do this anymore. The feelings that I'm feeling, I don't want to go out. I don't want to spend time with people. I sometimes don't even want to be around my daughter. I see her cry and sometimes I don't care. And that's a sign, guys. That is a sign. These are signs. And again, it looks different to everybody. One woman can have one symptom. Another woman can have a different symptom. But it got to the point where I just couldn't live like that anymore. And thankfully, because I had gone to... A doctor previously after having my son, I had a very serious panic attack after I had my son. I was trying to deal with the 
the loss of my father. I had to connect with my small group leader who thankfully at at the time um, was the youth pastor. So I was also under him. And of course, my senior pastor at my church, he was so gracious. Him and his wife prayed for me and they kind of guided me to finding a great therapist. And I, I got the help that I needed. So this time around when I had Mia, I was like, okay, I see one sign. I see another sign. I'm not going to be boba. Or in other words, I'm not going to be foolish. I'm going to go and get the help that I need. So I connected with my doctor. I told her exactly what I was thinking, what I was feeling, and she gave me meds. There is a crisis line for anybody that's feeling like they're going to hurt themselves or to hurt the people they love. Um, If you just dial 988, you can even text the number. There's going to be someone on the other line to support you, someone to kind of help you through whatever you're going through. On the topic of meds, let's normalize the fact that there's going to be women on who have postpartum depression that are using meds. You don't see someone criticizing another for taking hypertension meds if they have high blood pressure. People respect it. So I think there needs to be a line where women are also respected for being on postpartum meds. Like the doctors know how much of the med is going to go to the child if they're breastfeeding. But there's women that really need it. And I'm one. I really need it. And I'm thankful to God for my medical team that knows exactly how much I need and that give that to me because there's women that get to your breaking point. There, there was a day where I just literally wanted to get in my car and run away. I didn't want to come back. I didn't care about who would cry about it. To me, the kids would be fine. They have a dad. And, and those are the thoughts that run through the minds of the women that go through this. And I'm just one. I'm speaking on some women. I can't speak on behalf of all, but I know that this is a problem and we have to talk about it. We have to be open to listening. We have to be open to helping. We have to be open to saying to our friends that are going through it. Hey, I know you're not okay. I know, I know you say you're, you're trying to put up a front. I see it, but I'm also here for you. And I, I know that things will get better. And if you need me, call me. If you just want to cry, just cry. Call me and cry. If you want to walk away a little bit, I'll come watch your kids sit outside, get some fresh air. If it's saying that or if you find out that someone's using meds, you can just say, oh, my God, great. I'm I'm happy you're getting what you need. Is it working? Do you feel that it's making a difference in your mental health or in your emotional state. These are the things that are going to help women that are going through it. We have to support one another. We really do. Stop pointing the finger. Stop trying to say, oh, ela é maluca, or she's crazy, or it's all in her head. (laughs) Yes, it's all in her head. And that's the reason why she's not feeling so great. And it's very difficult for me to talk about it because I know people are going to be looking at me sideways now. People might be looking at me like, there goes crazy. I'm going to be like, hey, here is here is crazy. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, there are going to be people that are going to criticize you. But if you're getting the help that you need, 
If you have a community that supports you, that's great. And for the ones that don't, I want to be that support system for you. If you want to send me a DM on Instagram and say, hey, I'm I'm going through this right now and I need prayer, I really want to be that person to pray for you. If I didn't have people praying for me, I probably wouldn't be on this podcast. I probably wouldn't have had this episode drop and things would have been turned for the worst. There's a Bible verse that has been really speaking to me about the fact that postpartum depression is a heavy load. Then Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear and the burden I give you is light. In other words, let go and let God. Really give it up to someone that can take care of you. For the listeners, I am a Christian. I believe that Christ died on the cross for me. I believe that with that, he took all of my burden, including this depression. He is going to help me through it. Because like he said, his yoke is easy to bear and the burden he gives me is light. So yes, it seems like a storm. I'm going through it, but I'm not going through it alone. There's, um, There's this little song that my son knows in Portuguese, and it basically says, small is the boat and large is the sea. Jesus, hold on to my hand. He is my pilot and he's going to carry me to my destination. So like have that visual for yourself or for whoever you know might be going through this. My prayer for everybody that's listening is that God gives you discernment, that God gives you grace, and that he pours out healing over you for the ones that are going through it. For the women that are going through postpartum depression, don't give up. One day you're going to overcome and there's going to be another woman in your life or around you that might go through whatever you're going through. And one day you're going to be able to use this experience to encourage them and to get them on the right track because family is the basis of everything. And the fact that we are able to give birth to a child is such a gift and that child really needs a healthy mama and you also need to be healthy for yourself so god bless you and again i look forward to our next chat and thank you so much for letting me be vulnerable with you